Hi everybody. I'm gonna show you exactly why I am un why I am biased and uncivilized. And I have the perfect story to sum it up. I saw the story last night and set my blood through the roof after I read it. That valuable blood pressure that you wanna keep low, but these crazed leftists just make it so hard. So this is a story from the Telegraph. And it's written by Stephen Adams, the medical correspondent. The title of this article is Killing Babies No Different from Abortions, Experts Say. Well, no. It's murder, plain and simple. You are killing another human being that cannot defend itself. Now, let me, let me break down Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood was started by a woman named Margaret Sanger. And Margaret Sanger hated black people. She did. She despised them and wanted to eradicate them through a form of eugenics. This is why she targeted low-income areas that at the time were, were solely populated by African Americans. And she started popping up her clinics everywhere, encouraging birth control methods, we'll call it. This tactic still holds very true for Planned Parenthood as they do generally set up shop in lower income areas that, are, that have a higher African American population. Planned Parenthood has absolutely no interest in women's reproductive rights. They have absolutely no interest in actual, you know, planning a parenthood. That's why I call them abortions are us. They don't really provide any other women's health services. And their previous president admitted that. There's video of it. Cecile Richards. She'd make Hitler blush. She'd make Stalin blush. This is tripping me out. Cause I got, I'm having to do this with my phone and the, and the camera's actually right here. But I'm looking at myself over here. It's just tripping me out. Bear with me. Planned Parenthood's even been caught on film. This isn't this isn't just one person coming out saying this. They they have been caught recorded on video talking about using baby parts on on the black market. Now I won't go into the specifics of how abortions are performed because it's disgusting and horrific. And if you can understand how abortions are performed and still support it, you're a sick, disgusting human being with mental problems and you need serious help. Now I know people say, well, David, what about cases of rape or incest? Yes, what about those cases? One, I'm going to offer you empirical data. Two, I'm going to offer the then I'm going to offer you the moral argument. Point number one, yes, women do become preg pregnant by rape. It does happen. And there are about 10,000 cases in the U.S. per year. That's, that's a rough estimate because with, uh, you know, with, with the reporting of it, it's real shaky. So, you know, the, the surveyors have to do the best they can with the numbers they do get. About 10,000 per year. Now, if you want to know something truly terrifying, 
that 10,000 per year barely scrapes the bottom percentages. Like that 10,000 per year barely scrapes the criteria to be considered in statistical reporting. It's still a very, very small number. And that is compared to number of rapes and causes of pregnancy. So yes, while there are roughly 10,000 a year, I, I have a like 30 page attorney briefing on it, an actual legal brief written by attorneys that spells it all out. So really the numbers, the, no, the number of rapes, that 10,000 is still so small that it barely scrapes the statistic criteria. I'm not saying it's still not horrible, because it is. But you have to look at empirical data. Now for the moral argument, it's pretty much as simple as two wrongs don't make a right. Should I be held accountable legally for the crimes my father committed? No. Should a baby be held accountable for the crimes somebody else committed? No. Now, the only time I'm willing to even consider it is when a qualified medical professional, like a doctor, comes along and comes along and says, for medical reasons, for tangibly evident medical reasons, I, I do suggest it. You know what? That's between the woman, her doctor, and God. That's about it. Incest is also so low on the number chart, it, it can't warrant being considered. It just can't. It's, there's not enough of it. I know this is a sensitive topic and people are going to get offended. I'm past the point of caring. And this crap like this article is exactly why. I'm going to read it to you. Parents should be allowed to have their newborn babies killed because they are morally irrelevant, in quotations, and ending their lives is no different to abortion. This is true. Again, it's both, both, both circumstances are murder. A group of medical ethicists, I'm going to use that term lightly for these sickos, linked to Oxford University has argued. The article published in the Journal of Medical Ethics. Now, I went and followed the link to find this article, and it's been taken down, presumably because of all the death threats this panel received. But I'll continue from the Telegraph. The article published in the Journal of Medical Ethics says newborn babies are not actual persons and do not have a moral right to life. Okay, so if I consider these people in this panel not actual persons, does that mean I get to go off them? I mean, we're stepping into the realm of moral relativity. Anything goes at this point. The academics also argue that parents should be able to have their baby killed if it turns out to be disabled when it is born. Yes, that's called eugenics. That's called determining the value of a life based on your own personal preferences. Funny, I can think of a regime that did that, called the Nazis. 
they killed off a whole bunch of people they didn't they didn't value as humans Jews, gays, blacks, gypsies, all those folks, the Nazis, the Nazis did not consider actual persons with a moral right to life. So they killed them all off. That's essentially what these people are doing. They're doing exactly what the frickin' Nazis did. But the left will sit there and scream, No, the Republicans are Nazis. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of European countries that are quite proud that they have pretty much eradicated Down syndrome from their society. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to wrap it up. The journal's editor, Professor Julianne Savulescu. Julian. Isn't it Julian? Savulescu? I'm going to call him Dr. Murder Time. Might call him Goebbels. I haven't decided yet. I'll get there. Director of the Oxford Uhero Center for Practical Ethics said that the article's authors had received death threats since publishing the article. He said those who made abusive and threatening posts about the study were, quote, fanatics opposed to the very values of a liberal society. Well, you know what? If a liberal society is a society that says it's okay to murder somebody, that it's okay to murder a newborn child because it has Down syndrome or autism or there's some perceived defect that doesn't quite fit in with what society deems as an actual person with a moral right to life, I don't want any part of that society. It can go straight to hell. The article... Titled, After Birth, After Birth Abortion, Why Should the Baby Live? I have a really simplified answer for that. Because it's a human frickin' being. It was written by two of Professor Savulescu's former associates. Alberto Guiblini, I'm going to call him Linguini, and Francesca Minerva. I'm going to call her Lady Goebbels. They argued, quote, the moral status of an infant is equivalent to that of a fetus in the sense that both lack those properties that justify the attribution of a right to a of a right to life to an individual. And who the who the hell are you to decide that? Did God just step aside and say, No, go ahead, Minerva, you take right over? That's what that's what these people consider themselves to be. Gods. They're hubris. Their pride, their overblown egos just infuriate me. Rather than being actual persons, newborns are potential persons. No, they're not. They are breathing, growing human beings. So is a fetus. You know what fetus is? Fetus is derived from the Latin term for small child, offspring. It literally meant little, like, it literally meant baby. Infant. If you went back to like ancient Rome and said, yeah, I abort fetuses, all they would hear is, I terminate babies. That's all they'd hear. They explained both a fetus and a newborn certainly are human beings and potential persons, but neither is a person in the sense of subject of a moral right to life. So which is it? Are they people or are they not people? 
There are times two things can be true at once. This is not one of them because it defies objective science. Two, th two things can be true at once in, in, in you know, like circumstances, um, moral arguments. You know, what an example is, I can disagree with somebody but still like them as a person. That's two, th two things can be true at once. What they're doing here is they're saying, it's a baby, it's a human, but it's not a human. It's, it's only human if I determine that it is in my infinite godlike wisdom because I'm a stupid leftist. We continue on. We take, quote, person to mean an individual who is capable of attributing to her own existence some, in parentheses, at least basic value such as being deprived of this existence represents a loss to her. I'm pretty sure if you start killing a baby, they're going to feel a sense of loss and pain and horror and fear and very other, very hu many other very human emotions that go into it. But yes, their situational awareness is fairly limited because, again, they are a baby, which is why they need adults to protect them from psychopathic, murderous, demonic freaks like these people. This gets even better. As such, they argued it was, quote, not possible to damage a newborn by preventing her from developing the potentiality to become a person in the morally relevant sense. Again, these people are not God. They don't get to decide this. And it is very possible to damage a newborn. Drop the kid. It'll damage them by preventing her from developing the potentiality to become a person. There is no potential needed anymore. Once that kid is born, it's born. It doesn't require potentiality to become a human. It was, it's been a human since it was first conceived, and it was a freaking zygote. It's human DNA. The authors therefore concluded that what we call afterbirth abortion, or killing a newborn, should be permissible in all cases where abortion is, including cases where the infant, where the newborn is not disabled. These people need serious psychiatric help. They also argued that parents should be able to have the baby killed if it turned out to be disabled without their knowing before birth. For example, citing that only, quote, okay, Here's what I was talking about. Quote, only 64% of Down syndrome cases in Europe are diagnosed by prenatal testing. Yes, several European countries are very proud of the fact that they have eradicated, they have genocided infants simply because they had Down syndrome. So because you're not a perfectly functioning human being, you don't get to live. And where does this line of logic end? I'll tell you what, it's the slippery slope that we conservatives have been talking about for years now. It's the slippery slope of, well, this kid has Down syndrome, so we don't think they deserve to live. Well, that elderly person over there is just a drain on the system. They don't deserve to live. Well, this guy over here broke his leg working. Well, he's taking workman's, workman's comp. He doesn't deserve to live either. It's a slippery slope that never ends. And I know the left sits there and says, there's no slippery slope. What are you talking about? 
Yes, there is. It's a very slippery slope. In fact, it is nothing but a nearly 90 degree angle down an icy, down an icy hill. Because, in, in fact, it's not even that. We're literally just jumping off a moral cliff. I know, David, you just obviously hate women, apparently. Because I don't agree with killing newborn children. I must, I, I'm probably going to end up hating women. Once such, once such children were born, there was, quote, no choice for the parents but to keep the child, they wrote. Oh my god, you, you, had, you had sex, and surprise, you got pregnant, and you gave birth to the kid and you had no choice to keep him. Okay, one, that's bullcrap. There's this thing called adoption. Two, it's called suck it up and take responsibility for your actions, which apparently is something that is very hard to understand in today's society. To bring up such children might be an unbearable burden on the family and on society as a whole. Yep, there it is. When the state economically provides for their care. Okay. To bring up such children might be an unbearable burden on the family and on society as a whole. Well, I got news for you. The rearing of children, no, is not a village task. It's not a societal task. It is a task of the parents and their immediate family. Mostly the parents. But there's nothing wrong with getting help from immediate family. It's not your neighbor's job to raise your freaking kid. Or support your kid. It's yours. However, they did not argue that some baby killings were more justifiable than others. Their fundamental point was that morality, that morally, sorry, there was no difference to abortion already practiced. Well, they're right about that. I think for the third or fourth time now, yes. It's still murder, no matter how you look at it. They preferred to use the phrase, after-birth abortion, rather than infanticide, to emphasize that the moral status of the individual killed is comparable with that of a fetus. Mm, not so much. I mean, well, yes, but no. That's a little tricky. Let me reread that. They prefer to use the phrase afterbirth abortion rather than infanticide to emphasize that the moral status of the individual killed is comparable with that of a fetus. Mm, yeah, okay. It is, yes. Still murder. These people obviously have no grasp of morality. But welcome to a morally relative society. Both Minerva and Guiblini know Professor Sav Savilescu through Oxford. Minerva was a research associate at the Oxford Uhuro's Center for Practical Ethics until last June when she moved to the Center for Applied Philosophy and Public Ethics at Melbourne University. Crikey! She just wants to go support killing babies down under. Wiblini, a former visiting student at Cambridge University, gave a talk in January at the Oxford Martin School, where Professor Savilescu is also a director titled Quote, what is the problem with euthanasia?
Gee, I don't know. What could be the problem with euthanasia? Maybe once, maybe you're killing a human. Usually an innocent human who doesn't deserve to die. But David, you support the death penalty. Yeah, for dudes who have killed other people. That's that's the delineation. They, someone on death row was on death row because they probably murdered somebody or multiple people. So yes, they do forfeit their right to life, but somebody who's committed no crime, well, I guess they technically would have committed a crime in this society, and that's the crime of not being perfect. He too has gone on to Melbourne, although to the city's Monash University. Okay, this is just talking about where these where these creeps went. <laughs> While accepting that many people would disagree with their arguments, he wrote, the goal of the Journal of Medical Ethics is not to present the truth or promote some some one moral view. It is to represent well-reasoned argument based on widely accepted premises. Maybe in Europe, where they're okay with genocide and eugenics, wouldn't be the first time. Germany. Speaking to the Daily Telegraph, he added, This, quote, debate has been an example of, quote, witch ethics. A group of people know who the witch is and seek to burn her. It is one of the most dangerous human tendencies we have. It leads to lynching and genocide. Like killing babies because they have Down syndrome. Rather than argue and engage, there is a drive to... There is a drive to silence and, in the extreme, kill based on their own moral certainty. That is not the sort of society we should live in. How hypocritical. Keep right up there, they're literally saying, well, we don't view babies as people, so we should get to kill them. And then says, rather than argue and engage, there is a drive to silence and in the extreme kill based on their own moral certainty. That's exactly what you're doing to babies, you fucking moron. Pardon my language. I'm sorry. This has me heated. He said that he said the journal would be cons would considering I'm sorry. He said the journal would consider publishing an article posting that if there was no moral difference between abortion and killing newborns, there's not, then abortion, too, should be illegal. It should. Dr. Trevor Stammers, director of medical ethics at St. Mary's University College, said, quote, if a mother does smother her child with a blanket, we say, it doesn't matter, she can get another one. Is that what we want to happen? That's pretty much the point we're at. There was a lady, I think she was in, what country was she in? But she was on her like 27th abortion and she was proud of it. You have idiot celebrities saying, I wish I had an abortion. Maxine Waters, I marched today because my mother couldn't have an abortion.
what these young colleagues are spelling out is what we would what these young colleagues are spelling out is what we would be the inevitable endpoint of a road that ethical philosophers in the states and Australia have all been treading for a long time and there is certainly nothing new. Referring to the term afterbirth abortion, Dr. Stammers adds, I like this Dr. Stammers guy. This is just verbal manipulation that is not philosophy. I might refer to abortion henceforth as antenatal infanticide. That's, well, that's, that's what it is. It's killing a baby after they're born because they don't fit some specific parameter that leftists want. So there you go. And ordinarily I'd say, if this offended somebody, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm far past that point. I really am. I'm way beyond it. Because there's... Why should I pay civility to the other side when they're not willing to do the same for me. You have, and I love it, because now all the leftists get mad about the term mob being thrown around. We're not a mob. Yes, you are. When you're grouping up and chasing senators out of restaurants, and you're beating on the Supreme Court doors, and you're ganging up on people in elevators and harassing them, when you're pulling the stunts you do, when Antifa is shutting down sections of Portland, Oregon, and attacking pedestrians and drivers coming through. That's a mob. Hillary Clinton says, well, as soon as we get that, as soon as we take back Congress, the civility can begin again. You know what that translate to, translates to in Hillary Clinton talk? That means, as soon as we get our way, we'll stop being violent. It's tough. Keep being violent. That's okay. I can match it. It's really funny. You never see Antifa really pulling any of that crap down here in the South because they know they'll get shot. It's not the police they got to worry about. It's the concealed carriers walking around. And if they run on run up on one of them with a bat, they're going to get their face blown in half. They only do it in areas they know they can get away with it because they're cowards. Yes, Antifa are cowards. And they're terrorists. We have come to this point in our society where one side has no interest in being civilized, having any form of discussion. They simply want to scream and attack and destroy. That's all they want to do. And if you stand against them, they try to ruin your life. Or they beat you down, they destroy your home, your business. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to get better. I think it's just going to keep getting worse. You have scientific minds getting to this point here in this story. You have an entire ideology that says it's okay to kill babies if they don't fit a perfect parameter. 
it's okay to kill babies if they don't measure up. How did we get here? I know the answer. The 60s. Feels good to do it. Responsibility is a big deal. Of course, back then, they were people, the left was still, they were still, still all right, you know. They didn't attack you and try to kill you because you disagreed with them. But we've come to this point. And conservatives got tired of it. And in 2016, they elected a man they knew would hit back. And even before then, the right was still getting riled up. We were getting tired of it. So you can thank the left. I know I should. The left created guys like Steven Crowder, Ben Shapiro, Dan Bongino. They created Dana Lash. They created John Burke. They created Tommy Lahren. They created Mark Levin. And now they've created me. Of course, I'm not on par with the rest of them. They're all fancy and famous and actually have an audience. Maybe I'll get there someday. But the left created the walk-away movement when they drove their own side to reject them and walk away. The left created anomaly. They created these people through their hatred, their malice, their violence. They, for every action, there was an, there's an equal and opposite reaction. The Daily Wire, CRTV, Walk Away, all of it is the equal and opposite reaction to the left's insanity. We're not going anywhere. You can't intimidate us. You can't intimidate me. You're going to reap what you sow. You have to lie in the bed you made. What goes around comes around. Any other, any other old saying you can think of. We're coming for you. And you can bet Good freaking money, we're gonna win. Because we have facts, we have logic. But at the end of the day, above all else, we actually have conviction and real solid principles to stand on. And the greatest principle that we have above all else is the greatest gift our founding fathers ever gave to us the Constitution. No matter how hard you leftists try, you will never destroy that document because it is more than a piece of paper. It is an ideal. And there are some like myself who will defend it to the death. So bring it on.